Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I have with me Jen Patterson, and let me speak to you about what uh, who Jen is. So Jen is the founder of Dollar Divas, a money coaching company that supports female entrepreneurs or mompreneurs who need financial assistance with their businesses. With more than 12 years of experience, Jen has mastered the psychology of money, the step-by-step process of growing a business, and the art of creating financial stability. Today, our interview title is going to be Monpreneurs. And I, I love that I'm here because I think one of my very first podcasts was about, uh, was directed towards Monpreneurs, my first guest. So it's good that I'm taking full circle back to there. My guest is Jen Patterson, and let me welcome Jen. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I am so excited to have you on. And um, for all of the newbies or people who are in the the process of maybe a few years, like I'm now in my second year, um, money is always challenging as you're trying to build awareness of build your network and uh, you go to coaching and, uh, and the money goes out faster than it comes in sometimes. <laughs> so I'm anxious to have you share your wisdom and your advice with the audience. We always though start with a very easy question for you. And that's just to tell the audience where you live. Absolutely. So I live on the West coast of Canada on Vancouver Island in Victoria, BC and um, oh. have lived here I was just thinking about it the other day. It's going on 13 years now, uh, almost 14 years. And uh, I live here with my husband, my two kids, and my very neurotic dog. <laughs> so where did you where did you grow up, though? I grew up on the uh, lower mainland of um, Vancouver in oh, a so small town called White Rock. So yeah, I, so I didn't I go very far. No, you didn't. <laughs> just a plane went right away. I was in Vancouver for a Toastmaster convention and never got the time to fly over to my name state, <laughs> Victoria. So that's on my list to still do because I know that it's very lovely. And one of my Toastmaster friends lives there. 
Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful city. I love living here. I originally moved over to uh, complete my degree in economics at the University of Victoria here. I completely fell in love with the city. And when I graduated, you know, my husband and I at the time we were just dating and my intention was for us to move back to Vancouver. It's where our families were. And I just said, I'm not leaving. Um, (laughs) I hope you'll stay with me. And bless him, he did. Uh, Awesome. So share your journey and and how your mindset evolved as you founded the Dollar Divas um, and support of female entrepreneurs, because, you know, that's what my my goal and mission is to support those female entrepreneurs and and many of which are moms. Yes. Oh my gosh. So that that's that could be, I mean we could literally spend an entire hour just talking about that. But I'll try and keep it short. So uh, I founded Dollar Divas back in 2012 at the beginning of my career in finance. I was a financial advisor at the time, and I found that everywhere I went, no one took me seriously. As you know, when we talked about money, yeah. regardless of the fact that you know I had education behind me. I, you know, had always studied money my entire life. I worked, uh, you know, in a credit counseling firm. I was fully licensed. I had a degree in economics. Like I was a very knowledgeable individual when it came to money. And yet whenever we would go to a bank or we would go to talk to anyone in finance or even out networking, I got the impression and even people telling me outright that, you know, what do you have to bring to the table? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what is like, you know, why do you, why should I listen to you when it comes right. to money? And a lot of that was because I was female. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking around to try and find like-minded women who wanted to talk about money and it just didn't seem to exist. Mm-hmm. There wasn't um, an opportunity for women to gather, to talk about money, to learn about money and, you know, further our, our financial lives. And so I put my head together with a girlfriend of mine and we came up with Dollar Divas. And at Mm. the very beginning of it, it was just a way for women to gather to talk about money and to educate each other and to discuss money in a place that was kind, that was open, that was transparent, that was friendly and didn't talk down to women. Um, And I found, you know, just even doing that you know, obviously this is all pre-COVID and and all that. So, you know, gathering together and talking about money was so empowering and Mm -hmm. so exciting to watch the transformations, not only of myself and my partners, but also of the women that attended our events. And I I was bitten by the bug, shall Mm -hmm. we say, at that point. And I decided that I was going to dedicate my life and my career to helping women Mm-hmm. improve their relationship with finances. And as my career evolved and my life evolved and I started having kids, the life of a financial advisor just didn't align with how I wanted to be a mom. And so that was when I went into, you know, coaching and doing things sort of on my own practice and on my own terms. And Solar Divas evolved with that. And the the Dollar Divas brand has has kind of evolved into my coaching practice, which is where I am now. And my mindset throughout this entire journey has really been um, continuously evolving because, you know, I've changed, I've had different experiences, I've worked with a lot of different individuals in different circumstances. And I always come back to the fact that you can never know everything, 
but you can be really good at some things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, money and finance is is a colossal topic. You could literally (laughs) study it every moment of your entire life and still not even crack the surface. And so, so you know, I just decided I was going to get really good at this one little piece of the puzzle. And I was going to teach women how to handle their money because I saw the disconnect. Mm -hmm. I, in doing, you know, Dollar Diva's events, I came across the same circumstances over and over again where there were women who were like phenomenal at their given trade and loved their jobs, loved their businesses, loved their careers, had no problem bringing in revenue and clients. And yet they were still living paycheck to paycheck, feast and famine, that hustle culture, you know, oh my gosh, I'm running out of money. I got to go and get some new clients. And I'm thinking, why is that? Where, where is the disconnect? And it came down to the fact that nobody was teaching them the basic cash flow management strategies that it takes to be successful. And then added, you know, I added kids into the mix and I realized not only did I have to teach this stuff, I had to teach it in a way that was quick, efficient and intuitive so Mm -hmm. that the people that I'm working with can spend less time staring at spreadsheets and more time doing the things they love, being with their Mm -hmm. kids and and enjoying the life that they worked so hard to create um and you know internally that's been a big aha moment for me was accepting the fact that this stuff needs to be simple yeah. it can't be complicated and really embracing the simplicity of a truly unique financial system that actually works very good that was a very, very long answer. I tried to keep it short and it didn't go well. No, it, you can't really. <laughs> and and that thing that is makes it challenging is that there are so many different scenarios to the situation. You know, it's not just one kind of solution because there are all these different things that are feeding into the issues or the problems or the circumstances that make it's really important that you know you talk to your coach about all those things so it, it as- does yeah I'm sorry I was just gonna I just gonna expand on that you know mm-hmm. like myself and my husband between the two of us we actually own six different businesses so we manage our finances in the same manner with each business but each business is so wildly different that even two of the exact same people with the exact same mindsets, each business is managed differently because yeah. they each have different unique needs and um, expectations, client you know, challenges, and they all are managed a little bit differently. And that's only within one household. And mm. now, then you add things like different people's circumstances and their own mindsets. And you can't, there is no one size fits all, particularly yeah. when it comes to mindset and strategy and finances. That's very true. So- with your 12 years of coaching people, um, you you really have to kind of work with what role does mindset have for the growth of that entrepreneur to be able to overcome the challenges? Because it really is, as you said, feast or famine. And it's easy, especially for women with the oftentimes of questioning their worth and and their um, 
belief in themselves and all those things. Uh, how do you how do you handle all that to to keep them motivated, to keep them believing in themselves and understanding that they can do this? Yes, absolutely. And honestly, that is something that I deal with all the time in my practice. And it's a myriad of different challenges that people bring to the table because we all have a unique story when it comes to money. And we all have our own memories and experiences and biases that we you know, come to the table with. And a lot of those can be very um, detrimental to yeah. the growth of a business, you know, and I like, just like to say, mindset and strategy have to work hand in hand, if you're really going to be successful, you know, you can't have only mindset work, and then sit on the couch and think nice thoughts and expect things to happen. But at the same time, if all you're focused on in the strategy, meanwhile, thinking, I can't do this, I'm always going to be broke, I can't afford it, life is so hard, I hate money, then you're going to find ways to self-sabotage subconsciously mm -hmm. and you're going to create a self-fulfilling prophecy. So they have to work hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. And when I'm working with people's mindsets, we always start at the beginning. So where are you right now? What's happening with your finances? Like, let's, let's have an actual look at your accounts and your ins and outs and all that. But then we dive even deeper and go back to their childhoods. How were you raised with money? Mm -hmm. What are your first money memories? What are the things that stick out to you as a child when your parents would talk about money? Was it behind closed doors? Was it always sort of spoken about with negative tones? Um, were you involved in the financial decisions of your family? If so, how did your parents ask you about those things? We really dig into some, you know, some of those childhood early memories because that can really shape how we interact with money as an adult. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, going through some of that, it's amazing how many aha moments my clients have just in doing those those basic exercises of talking about, you mm. know, those early childhood memories and how they repeat themselves over and over again in their adulthood. So we dig through that and then we start working on the reprogramming. And that that's the hard part. And it's a yeah. slow journey and it's never right. going to be something that you can just tick off a list. You know, like mm. this is something I've been doing for at least 12, 15 years now. And it's still things, there's still things that come up that I need to work on because money mindset is not something you can take off a list. It's a lifelong journey. So, you know, working through those things. And then the other one that comes up all the time, particularly with women, is being okay with wanting to make a lot of money. Yeah, or charging. And it's it sounds very silly when you say it out loud, mm. but... You know, we all hear the the societal pressure of, you know, you don't want to be greedy. You don't want to, you know, be too selfish yeah. and all of these things. And we don't want to, you know, money is the root of all evil and all of this other stuff. <laughs> and really, like, it just creates an entirely difficult environment for us to be successful mm -hmm. in. And, you know, learning how to shut that stuff out and reprogram and being okay with saying, I want to be wealthy. I want to make a lot of money. Um, and, you know, helping women understand that money is not the enemy. Money is just the tool that you use to create what you want, whether that is chaos and destruction or beauty. That is really in the hands of whoever the money is with. Mm -hmm. It's not the money's fault. And, and if working yeah. through that challenge is, is something that I, I spend a lot of hours doing with my clients. And, and I think one of the things that really helps is 
what are you doing with that money? You know, are you just like the in Scrooge putting in a drawer somewhere all for yourself or are you needing that money to make a difference in the world, to change people's lives, to, you know, to help your family or, or whatever. When you have those kind of goals that are not personal uh, in, in terms of just benefiting you, it makes money not seem such a evil thing or whatever. I, you know, it's, it's this, the resource that you need to make a difference in the world and, and to give of your time and talents to um, help others. Absolutely. And, you know, I always like to liken money to a chef's knife. So you think about a chef's knife and in the hands of someone who's a Michelin star chef, they're going to create beauty. They're going to create mm -hmm. something that is so amazing and so delicious. And you, you know, you're going to be amazed by what they can create with this knife. Yeah. And in the hands of a serial killer, it's going to create death and destruction. And yet just sitting on a counter, a knife is just a knife. Yeah. And most of us would see a knife and go, it's a knife mm -hmm. and not have any baggage attached to it. Whereas with monies, because it's so linked to our survival, suddenly we have all these stories and this baggage mm -hmm. that comes along with it. We don't see it for what it is. It's mm -hmm. just the tool. It's the catalyst that mm -hmm. makes other things happen. So, you know, you can decide how you utilize that money. And if you want to go out in the world and be helpful and help others and, and create amazing things, the thing that's going to make that possible and a heck of a lot easier yeah. is having a lot of finances behind you. Having a lot mm -hmm. of cash behind you is going to just smooth that road as much as possible in order for you to actually accomplish those things. If you're constantly worried about where your next dollar is coming from, then you're not going to be able to do the things that you want to do in life. Yeah. And, and you know, being okay with that and, and really honing in on, yes, I want to make money. And being so what, okay saying that. So, what are some of the strategies that you share with people to, um, you know, especially I, I guess if you're just starting and you need seed money? I mean, like for when I started, I I was retired and I had income, and and one of my coaches always kept on saying, you know, if you didn't have that money, you would be more hungry to get money <laughs> in, in other ways which I think is true oftentimes that um, that we don't really think about the fact that um, we do need to make those calls and those send those emails and things out to build our, our network of people that are customers and clients. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and honestly, like that, that's more of a sort of a business coach's is purview is how to how to motivate you to get out the door mm -hmm. and make the calls and, and do the things that um, are required. But one of the things that I always like to remind my clients of, particularly when, you know, they're dealing with finances, and they may not want to or things like that is habits are what's going to be there when everything else fails, motivation, mm -hmm. determination, these things are really fickle. And, uh, you know, they will wane very mm -hmm. quickly. Whereas your habits, that's the thing that's there no matter what. So yeah. strategically creating habits that are going to serve you is the way to be successful. And it's these little tiny things that you can just do without thinking that's mm -hmm. going to lead to success. So, you know, for example, maybe it's responding to DMs in Instagram. So you can tag on a habit of, you know, every time I pick up my phone, I'll answer one DM. 
you know, because we all pick up our phone a thousand times a day, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. so if you can create that habit of, oh, I just open my phone, I immediately go to Instagram and answer a, a message in my inbox, great. And it's those little tiny things that can really make a difference in creating sustainable growth in your business. It's those little tiny habits that you just do consistently, right? The name of the game is always consistency. And it's a matter of creating it strategically around what's going to move the needle forward for your business. But honestly, you know, I would say that's definitely more of a business coach question. So do you, (laughs) do you coach them on how to um, set up their budget, their profit loss, um, or, and, or if they were trying to get funding from a VC or someone on how to create a good business plan type of thing? I don't have a ton of experience with VCs in all honesty. Um, but in terms of creating like a spend plan and a, I don't like to use the word budget because honestly budgets and entrepreneur life, they don't mesh because no. we can't predict what we're going to make month to month. <laughs> so we always right. like to call it more of like a spend plan than, than a budget, but that is, that is the, my bread and butter of what I mm. teach. And one of the things that I always go through with my clients is setting up not only like their business bank account, which every business needs to have. I'm going to say it from the rooftops. Please do not mix your business dollars with your personal dollars. That is just a recipe for a headache. So, you know, make sure you have that all separated out into different accounts, but also within your business banking, um, I set up what I call the bank account architecture, which is a series of different bank accounts, all with different jobs to do. And that's where that simple and easy and intuitive Mm -hmm. side of it comes in because I always sort of liken it to a sock drawer. So you think about a sock drawer and there's always that one that we can picture in our minds that's just chaos. There's socks mm-hmm. everywhere and mm-hmm. everything's matched and trying to find a match is, you know, kind of like beating your head against a wall yeah. and it takes forever and it's exhausting. And when you have all of your finances in one account, it's very much the same way. You have to constantly keep either in your head or in a spreadsheet what that money's supposed to be doing. And it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you portion it out into different bank accounts, it's really easy to see in an instant where you stand, what that money is supposed to be doing for you, and how you can use it strategically to grow your business, pay yourself, save for emergencies, and all of those other things that the dollars need to do, and keep it from slipping through your fingers, because money is very, very slippery. We all know it, mm-hmm. right? It can disappear in an instant and all of us thinking, okay, I know I made some money. What happened to it? Using an architecture will prevent that. So tell us, tell us more about what some of those, if you will, bank account buckets would look Mm -hmm. like or be called. Absolutely. So in a basic architecture, I always like to start with the central deposit account. So that's a catch all for any money incoming. Um, I really leaned into this, especially lately, because I've noticed that the way we do business now, money comes at us from multiple different spots. It's not just we have one central place where we all collect money. It's coming from PayPal or Venmo or Square or Stripe. I mean, I literally have one of my businesses, (laughs) you know, or all the above that we we have five different places that Mm -hmm. we collect funds from. And so I have the central deposit account where it all goes. And from there... Um, It really depends on the business, but a basic architecture would be, you know, a separate account for your tax dollars, you know, those money, that money 
does not belong to you. You don't mm -hmm. want to be spending it. And when tax season comes around, it's so much less stressful when you've got an account that's just waiting to be paid to the government rather than right. having to go out, bring in new business to pay that bill, right? Mm -hmm. That's a completely different experience. And it's way less stressful to have just the money waiting. So right. having a tax account is really, really important. Having another one that's just for emergencies. You know, you never know what's going to happen in your business. You know, I don't know what's going to go wrong and I don't know when, but I can tell you something is going to go sideways for you in business because mm -hmm. that's just life. Yeah, and the thing that makes it easier is more cash. And, and, and it's okay to say that and it's mm -hmm. okay to put money aside. And I don't suggest, you know, having tons, you know, cutting yourself off from a paycheck to save for emergencies, but usually one to 5% of your revenue just slotted away. Even if it feels silly, you know, it's only $10 or $15. You'd be surprised how quickly it adds up. Right. And uh, having it there is a great way to get better sleep at night. Mm -hmm. So a separate accounts for those two. And then beyond that, it's really whatever works for the business and the individual, because we're all wildly different. Mm -hmm. So in one of mine, I have a separate account just for my paycheck. And that's all. You know, creating the steady nine to five paycheck, that's what that account does is it it's, you know, works like a well when it rains, the well fills. And then during the dry season or when things are a little slower, right. I just draw on the well. Mm -hmm. And then I have what's called the growth account. And that's one of my favorites because it's there to take advantage of opportunities that I'm not even aware of yet. So we stash money aside into our growth accounts to say, you know, either invest in new hardware or a new marketing expert mm. or, you know, some opportunity that presents itself. And it's like, oh, look, now I, I can actually just pay for it with yeah. cash and not have to have that again. How yeah. can I bring in the revenue to pay for this? So it it all works very, very seamlessly. And one of my businesses, I've literally been in business for a year, almost to the day. And using this architecture, not only have we been able to grow a shocking amount in a year, but I've also collected a paycheck. Myself and my partner have collected a paycheck every single week from that business wow. because it's all portioned out. We know exactly where we stand. And, you know, we can really be clear about how we want to grow the business and strategic about mm -hmm. how we want to grow the business. Um, is it enough to replace a nine to five income? No, <laughs> absolutely not. There were definitely, you know, there were day, there were weeks when we mm -hmm. would pay each other. I would pay out myself and my partner, like, you know, 60, $70, but it was consistent and yeah. it will only grow. Right, right. Time is flying by. Uh, let us see. In the ever-changing entrepreneur world, um, how does adaptability and resilience in your mindset and financial strategies contribute to the sustainability of your business? Oh, my gosh. Here's the example I love to use when it comes to sustainability. Nobody saw COVID coming. <laughs> yeah. Like, really, nobody saw it coming. Mm. And some businesses survived others didn't yeah and when you're a business owner you have to understand that things are not going to be perfect and roses and sunshine and bunnies every day mm. as much as we would love for that to be the case mm. it's simply not mm. and so we need to be ready mentally and strategically ready for those inevitable storms right. and that's where the mindset of this is okay. I've got this. 
I can handle it. And the strategy there to back that mindset up is so, so important. So, you know, let's say something crazy comes out of the weeds next week. Those with an emergency fund are going to fare a whole lot better than those without. And Mm -hmm. those businesses will have, that gives you the freedom, that gives you the time to either figure out a new method, a pivot of some sort, you know, you may have to do that if something changes, or it'll give you the time to just wait out the storm. You know, Mm -hmm. that might be the case. You know, I think of there was a local ice cream producer in town where we live and they've had to weather a real nasty storm that they never saw coming of legislation being dropped that they can no longer you know sell wholesale and they've been holding on because i think that they're i mean i don't know them personally but just seeing from the outside that they've been able to hold on this long obviously they're managed very well Mm -hmm. because they've been able to pivot and take the time and go, okay, well, this big, huge chunk of our business is no longer available to us. How are we going to make that up? And having money available to cover your costs while you figure out that pivot is crucial. Mm -hmm. Well, we could probably talk for hours and hours, and I definitely want to have you come on to one of my um, summits that I have throughout the year um, and a retreat. I think you'd be awesome to be a a guest on a retreat where we can maybe do some work to help the folks uh, at least maybe talk about what their buckets could be for this, these different bank accounts if they don't have them. So um, your rapid fire question would, would be what, if anything, do you have planned for the future that you never expected? I can honestly say my entire life is not <laughs> what I expected. <laughs> and when I when I think of my, you know, what I wanted from my adulthood growing up, mm-hmm. I wanted to be Miss Corporate yes. in the suit and the heels. I was that was where I was headed. Mm-hmm. Personal, you know, personal finance and like corporate life. I was very excited. And that is not at all what I do, not even for Mm. a minute. You know, I mostly go to work in my leggings and slippers and I love it. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And, and I work entirely online. I have a slew of courses that I've created that I just love and I'm so proud of. And so, you know, things that I ever saw coming was all of it. Mm. Um, And the other one is the fact that I run three businesses. I never in my life would have thought in my wildest dreams that I would be a three-time business owner. I, you know, didn't even think I'd be one-time business owner. It's crazy. So in your, your family, is there any, do you have any other entrepreneurs? I do. Actually, my dad was an entrepreneur. He run, he ran his own business for my entire childhood. So I should have seen it coming. Yeah, I was just going to say. It's funny. It's almost like you were like, no, I'm going to do corporate because I want that, that solid paycheck every week. And I think that's the scary thing about going into becoming a business owner or an entrepreneur is that, oh, you know, how am I going to weather the storms? And I think your advice is, is just giving them that maybe somewhat of a security blanket of understanding that if you do this, you can be able to weather the storms. 
Yeah. You, you can create, you can have, I hate using the have it all because that's got so many other connotations to it, but you can have the nine to five security as a business owner. It just takes work. It just mm-hmm. takes a little time, a little effort and paying attention yeah. to your finances to be really mindful about how these things are set up to create that security for yourself. Is it going to be created by someone else? No, but mm. that's the whole point of going into business yourself is so that you can call the shots. Absolutely. Well, let me go ahead and share my screen so that those that are listening can go ahead and get your contact information. I'm sure that everybody is going to want to reach out. She says she has some courses. So if you've been intrigued at all by what Jen has talked about, you want to go to her website. It is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.dollardivas.org. Again, dollardivas.org. On LinkedIn, you can find her with her name as well as in Instagram. And Instagram is where she likes to hang out. So definitely be sure to follow her there and chat um, throughout to engage with her. I'm going to let her talk to you about what you can find when you go to those locations. Yes, absolutely. So on Instagram, that is the best place to find me. Don't forget it's Jen Patterson with one T and, um, that's where I spend most of my time. Feel free to send me a DM if you have any questions or if you're setting up an architecture and you're just not sure exactly how to navigate the, you know, which buckets you want to set up for yourself or how to talk to your bank. You know, I'm always happy to answer those questions via DM or we can have a, a quick call. That's no problem at all. And then also check out my website, dollardivas.org. That is where you can find a whole slew of freebies. So everything from my 50 money moves to make, which are really easy, quick things that you can do to improve your financial life. I have an awesome net worth calculator on there that is really very straightforward and intuitive. And I walk you through exactly how to use that, as well as um, some really fun stuff coming in the new year, a new workshop on how to create a nine to five paycheck without the nine to five hassle. And of course, all my courses, Business and Money 101 and the Simple Money Roadmap. Fantastic. Well, Jen, it's been just wonderful. And we definitely have to do some more podcasts together and maybe pick out certain topics to spend a little bit more time on. But um, I, the, the invitation is open for you to, to join me on one of my summits, as well as I definitely will keep you on my list for a retreat guest because I think it would be great for you to to interact with some small group to be able to really change their lives that sounds like a lot of fun I'd, I'd love to be a part yeah awesome all right so as always I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride this is Vicki Nettling signing off thank you for tuning into the find your leadership confidence podcast with Vicki Nettling where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.